Blooming Beauties Podcast, episode number eight. Hi, and welcome to Blooming Beauties Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Kim, your host. Our studio phone number is 312-957-7087. For those of you who are new to my show, here's a little bit about me and why I'm podcasting. I'm coming to you from the Chicagoland area. I have a heart for people and I really want to make a difference for others. I sell skincare, health, and wellness products, and my clients often ask me great questions about how to care for their skin or how to be more healthy. I thought this would be a good forum to help people. Each week I'll offer a different topic. I do want to be clear and say that I'm not a doctor. I'm not here to give medical advice or diagnose medical conditions. I'm using this podcast not to sell you products, but to bring you information. I believe we are our own best advocates for our health. I think it's important for us to acquire knowledge that allows us to ask better questions and expect better answers from our healthcare providers. We should be more in charge of our own health, and I hope I can help you with that here. This has been a tough and exciting week for me. I've been sick this week with bronchitis. You may hear it in my podcast. I've had trouble sleeping due to my coughing, and um, so I've just been really exhausted and sleep-deprived this week. And then I had a family member in the hospital on Thursday for surgery, and then Friday morning my pet died. So it was definitely a tough week for me. My exciting news is that I got promoted to the next level in my Arbonne business, and I'm really excited about that. And I'm looking forward to all of the new things that I'll be experiencing and learning on my journey. This week I thought I would talk about Uh, some makeup basics. I'm first going to talk about primer. I had never heard of or used primer until this year, and I can't believe that it took me 40-something years to figure out the secret to flawless makeup application. So for those of you who don't know what it is, um, primer is a lightweight, transparent gel or lotion that glides onto the skin. I really love the way my company's primer feels when I glide it onto my face. It goes on over our moisturizer or over sunscreen, and it goes under makeup, and it helps in a number of ways. First, it hydrates skin so that lines are less obvious and it makes the pores appear tighter. It creates a smooth, uniform surface on which to apply makeup. It creates a barrier between our skin and foundation or makeup so that our makeup doesn't soak into dry skin and disappear. It also increases the amount of time you have to blend in foundation before it dries, so you achieve a truly flawless finish. And then it creates a barrier between our skin and foundation so our skin's oils don't blend with the foundation. Makeup lasts longer and it keeps its color all day. And if you tend to be oily, primer can act as a blotter so skin stays shine-free all day. I think what I love about it, besides giving me that flawless look, is that when I use my concealer, I don't find traces of concealer sitting in the fine lines under my eyes. And this is a good thing. So now I'm going to move on to foundation. Foundation helps even our skin tone and hide flaws. If you simply want to hide a cluster of freckles or a dark sunspot, you can skip the full application and just smooth foundation only where you need it. If all you need is a light sheer wash to even out blotchiness, then tinted moisturizer might be for you. And if you want full coverage, then foundation is definitely the way to go. Uh, The perfect shade of foundation should vanish into your skin without a trace. Um, So you never want to buy foundation without first trying it. Here's how to pick your shade. You want to first start with a clean, bare face, 
and then select a few shades of foundation that seem close to your natural skin tone. At my annual training and conference in March of this year, I got to see tips and techniques from a celebrity makeup artist. He showed us to apply three dots of foundation along the jawline, not your hand or your inner wrist, and then blend those three dots in. And then once they're blended, you shouldn't see any trace of color. Using natural light is best. The right shade of foundation is one that you can't see because it blends in so perfectly. Remember also that skin shades change from summer to winter, so you'll have to switch foundation shades accordingly. Now I'm going to move on to concealers. Concealers pack a big punch because they camouflage blemishes and sunspots, and they also help to eliminate under eye circles so that you look well rested and wide awake, even when you may not feel like it. And please remember a small amount of concealer goes a long way. Finding your shade of concealer, um, you really want something just a bit lighter than your foundation. You want to avoid concealers with any hint of white in them. Um, anything with white in it, they'll actually act like spotlights on those areas that you want to hide. And when using concealer under your eyes, just a little lighter than your skin tone or foundation color is best to help offset that dark pigment. When applying it to your under eye area, you want to apply it in a crescent moon shape starting just above the inside corner of your eye along your nose and then coming halfway under your eye. Do not apply concealer past the pupil of your eye. You want to hide the darkness, but if you apply the concealer all the way to the outer corner of your eye, it will bring out more of the lines in the crow's feet around your outer eye area. And then again, remember less is better. You just need enough to lighten that area of your skin. Because of my Italian background, I have always had issues with dark circles and I get darkness on that area of my nose right by the inner corner of my eye. Adding a little concealer in that area helps me with that darkness. And a cool trick that I learned um, is to apply a tiny dot of white eyeshadow to the inside corner of my eye, right on that corner near the tear duct. That's, that's where you want to put it. So, so not in the eye, but right on the corner. And I've used this a few times, or, you know, if I'm going out or if it's a special occasion. And I just put a dot of that white eyeshadow, and it adds a really cool light effect that brightens the eyes. Um, now for bronzers. Bronzing powder gives skin a healthy tanned appearance without spending any time in the sun. The sheerer texture, the more natural it will look, and I certainly prefer more of that natural look anyway. It's best applied with a large fluffy brush. You can use it over foundation or on bare skin. Uh, because of my rosacea, I am extremely protective of my skin, especially my face. So often in the summer, um, my body will be a little bit tanner, but my face always remains pale because I always wear sunscreen and hats um, all year round. But I'll especially notice the difference in my body and face in the summer. And the bronzer helps to add some color to my face. You can lightly brush it all over your face or you can place it where sunlight would naturally hit your face. Um, such as areas like the center of your forehead, the bridge of your nose, the tops of your cheekbones and your chin. And I think this technique looks more natural. And just a quick note about blush. Um, gone are the days of putting blush on your cheeks, starting at the apple and then continuing back toward your temples. Now makeup artists are showing blush on just the round apple part of your cheek. So um, I recommend using a big fluffy brush and then dip it in your blush, shake off the excess, and then just lightly color that apple part of your cheek, not too much. Um, I think that natural youthful look is in now anyway, so less is better. And you wanna look like you've got a natural glow. I'm going to finish today talking about mascara and eye makeup remover. I am a huge fan of regular mascara, not waterproof. I recommend staying away from waterproof mascaras 
I think they're very drying and damaging to the lashes, and they're especially hard to remove. Um, and because it requires more tugging, um, it, it tends to break the lashes. So I never use waterproof mascara. I use Arbonne's mascara, and it's very easy to remove. And just as a side note, uh, with all of the crying that I have done this past week, I was very pleased that my mascara did not run. So waterproof is not necessary. Um, I have noticed a huge difference in my eyelashes since I stopped wearing waterproof mascara. My eyelashes are thicker and longer since I made the switch. And then just like cleansing your face of makeup, dirt, and pollutants is so important at night, so is taking off your eye makeup at the end of the day. I've heard of people who use their facial cleanser to take off their eye makeup. I don't recommend this. Um, I also uh, don't recommend using any baby oil or Vaseline. Baby oil or Vaseline may seem easier to use because of how it removes the makeup from the skin around the eye, but they often leave behind a sludge that consists of a combination of oil and makeup on the eyelid rim. You don't want that sludge spreading across your eye each time that you blink. And I've also been told that eye makeup removers are made exclusively for the eyes. Other cleansers, which are not made for eye use, can be irritating to the eyes and it can leave a film behind on the eyes. It's important to use products, especially for the eyes. This goes for eye cream too. Uh, while it doesn't seem like a big deal to use your facial moisturizer on your face and your under eye area, the skin under our eyes is a lot more delicate. And this area requires smaller particles in order to penetrate that delicate, thinner skin. So for your moisturizer routine, I recommend a moisturizer for your face and then a separate eye cream for under your eye area. And never use scrubs or chemical exfoliants around the eye area either. So that's it for today's topic. Thanks for listening. I hope you got something worthwhile from today's podcast. And I hope you'll join me for the next show. My plan is to give you simple tips that will allow you to live better. And I owe it to you, my listeners, to follow my own advice. So I'm challenging myself to do just that. I would not be able to do this without the technical genius of my husband or the creative genius of my daughter. And I continue to be very grateful for all of their help and their support. If you have any questions or want to hear a specific topic on my podcast, please call me or email me. I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me at 312-957-7087 or email at bbpodcast at live.com. I might even use your question on my next show. You can also find me at bbpodcast.com, which is my website. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all of you. Lord willing, I will be with you on my next show. Have a joyful, healthy week, and let's live beautifully. Simple information to help you live beautifully and bloom where you are.